This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Next stop, Gothenburg. Dive into the world of our students every Saturday at 3 p.m. Listen to their stories, experiences and feel the pulse of the vibrant student culture. Next stop, Gothenburg. Your source for everything about student life in this fantastic city. Hello everyone, welcome to K103, um, next stop Gothenburg. I'm Ethan and I'm with um, Peter. Today we'll be talking about events. So um, so we both went to like two um, events recently and um, Peter wants to, Peter has gone to a hockey game. So yeah. Well, first of all, it wasn't a hockey game. It was a whole uh, whole tournament, oh, which is a pretty uh, big deal in the, in the ice hockey circles. It was mm-hmm. the World Juniors Championships that usually don't happen in, uh, in Europe in general. It's mostly in America or, or Canada, but right now it was, uh, it was a pretty huge deal since I'm living here to go to a few games and uh, enjoy the vibe. So uh, it was a great pleasure seeing my seeing my country uh, play for the first time in person, and it was a it was a roller coaster of emotions, I gotta say. So. Um how do how do Slovakia do? Um, for, yeah. Generally, at this at at this stage, Slovakia is better when it comes to uh, younger uh, younger generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do challenge uh, the big teams a lot, but this time uh, it, it didn't go it didn't go so well. We got beaten pretty badly by the USA, and then uh, in the quarterfinals we got beaten by uh, by Finland in overtime, which was also a roller coaster of emotions because Slovakia hasn't beaten Finland in any international game since 2004 so it's a uh, it's a real thing the the curse but uh, personally i enjoyed it we only bought tickets for the standing section which were incredibly cheap but nobody checked us when we went to the seating section oh. so we basically saved a lot of money and uh yeah we went to a germany latvia game for uh for 30 crowns because nobody wanted to go to that game and on the game against the usa and slovakia i went before the game had a cardboard cardboard cutout prepared to ask for a puck so i got a so I got a puck. I was uh, seen on television dancing with a mascot. I was on the on the Instagram of uh, of Hockey Slovakia when I when I received the puck. So at least I got got out of the tournament with something. But uh, getting beaten in the group stage by the USA ten to two was uh, was not fun. No. Was not fun. But is there like a feud between a Slovakia and Finland? It's not exactly uh, a feud. Yeah. Uh, Finnish people uh, actually in the hockey circles they really like Slovakia because oh, the both okay. times that the world championships were held in Slovakia they won gold medal mm-hmm. uh, both times and I guess they really like us uh, because they know that they're going to win because they play a style of hockey that we can't play against and it's a shame we didn't meet uh, meet Sweden that got beaten in the final by uh, by Americans and there was a huge fight breaking out during the uh, end of the game because both teams were bitter and it's something that you don't really see in international games because it's not the NHL where you need to be an alpha male to stand up for your team. It's it's mostly an embarrassment when you when you fight uh, with fists for your country, like you know, you cross certain boundaries. How's the atmosphere in the game? Are people like super into it? It's tough like- to say. We we had a group in the second stadium in Frölundaborg, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a much smaller stadium, kind of off the off the city limits. It was easy to get to. 
like tram wise, but the the size of the stadium stadium is really small, so the atmosphere wasn't as electric as I as I expected. Everyone sold out the the Swedish games, but we always found our crowd of uh, of Slovak people, and there was a significant uh, uh, disparity between Slovak supporters and every other country. So I I felt at home. Mm-hmm. I still felt at home. So how young are the players? It's juniors. Juniors championship is uh, under twenty year olds. So it's mostly from 17 to 19 years old it's uh, usually a tournament that's held uh, to for them to show off their skills in front of scouts from the NHL and then they draft them in the in the summer so it's a it's a very high pressure high stakes uh, moment for them so what drives you to like watch hockey what, what, what makes you so passionate about it would, um, you, would you say you're passionate about it uh, absolutely oh. absolutely well, I, how big I, is it in Slovakia where you're from in, in, in Slovakia on the on the club level it's not exactly significant mm-hmm. But on the national level, when our country is playing, it's a it's a big cultural moment because people stop fighting about their social differences, yeah, but they yeah. support one team and bitch about one team in particular. And do they get is it like football where it gets aggressive or is it just more? Not really, not right. really. It's a it's a more civilized uh, game. I I like it more than football mm-hmm. because it's it's dynamic. People don't fake injuries. Yeah. Um, it's not exactly a good breeding ground for that kind of behavior that you see, like you know, from Neymar who asked the Saudi government to stock his fridge with orange juice, for example, and that kind of like posh behavior. It doesn't create that. There's not that much money in it. It's it's a it's a dynamic technical contact sport. There's always something uh, something happening in there, and yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just fun. It's just fun. I was raised on it, so I see it a little differently than uh, maybe a new. New viewer. Well, I see it as, as like an outsider. It's like it's quite a violent sport. Uh, you would get that impression if you watched a lot of uh, NHL, where fights yeah. are common and the referees don't stop them. Uh, it's more taken as a like a sub sport of like one ri- rivalries between like personal differences with players are settled mm. with uh, with fists. Obviously, they don't intend to kill each other yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. But it's 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 that kind of macho environment. I don't particularly subscribe to that. But you need to you know push the opponent player off your goalie every once in a while so that kind of uh, attitude uh, is good that it's uh, it stays there it's just needs not to be escalated so much well have you played it yourself i i really wanted to but uh, it's it's quite expensive okay. to start from a young age like every time you turn from five to six let's say you have to buy a new size for everything mm. it's uh, it's it's not exactly cost effective so i only play uh in a bandy which is a new thing in very popular in Sweden. Uh, it's like the budget version of uh, of ice hockey. Just yeah, all the equipment is gone. All you need is a stick and a plastic ball, you and you just and you just no, run nice. you just run around in a gym, oh, okay, basically okay. with some with some boards. It's uh yeah, it's the modern equivalent of it. Very cost effective, still just as dynamic and and fun. And I definitely recommend if there are any uh, students of uh, of Gothenburg University to go to Idrothokskolan. Uh, forgive my pronunciation. Uh, Every Monday from four to five, there's a there's a free practice. You get uh, free sticks as well. Very welcoming environment to beginners. You're more than welcome to try it. Uh, going back to the the championship, how was the finals? Was it like intense? It what was. was what was, was the score? What was the score? Oof, Do you remember? No. Oof, I think it was like six two in favor of the USA. But most of the game, it was it was very even mm-hmm. until the USA scored uh, two goals back to back, which really knocked the mentality of the Swedish players down, and then it just got bitter and intense oh, and right. uh, the crowd also didn't help that it was very angry at all of the referees. Uh, whose side were you on? Sweden? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because uh, we have B 
beef with Canadians or Americans okay. because they think that they're playing against uh, Russia or just some kids from a third world country and they treat us like it's a practice round but we always give them give them a good run for their money so uh, I have beef with their uh, arrogance as, as many Slovaks do so obviously I was on whoever side the USA or Canada is on alright so hopefully there's another like sporting event in Sweden so we can feel the atmosphere again absolutely you're listening to Gothenburg Student Radio K103 we just talked about hockey and now we're talking about another big event happening in Gothenburg which is the film festival yeah I've been going to the film festival I've been I've watched some films I think I was uh, five so far I think alright yeah. shoot Okay, yeah. Okay, this is like a quick review section. So, um, the first movie I watched was called, was called Shadowless Tower. It's a Chinese film about a father and a father and like a son, kind of. But it's very slow, but it's very beautiful. And I it's situated it in China? It's situated in China. And uh, there is slightly communist undertones, I guess, CCP. Like propaganda? It's prop. I think it was kind of forced propaganda. Because the film is forced. just about a family. Then randomly in the middle, they mention like uh, Mao, Mao Zedong. Mm. The film has nothing to do with politics or anything. It's a family drama. But then for some reason, they mentioned Mao. Then there's a move on. But I guess that's part of their life or something. Yeah. The second film I watched was called uh, Explanation for Everything, which is a Hungarian political comedy drama kind of thing. That's a, that, that's a, lot, of, a lot of categories. Yeah. And it's like a high school movie. Movie. So this boy, he goes to do a, like a speaking exam, no, like a history exam, and he wears like a Hungarian nationality pin. Nationality pin, like a, like a flag on his. No, no, uh, I think it's like a collar. I, think, I don't know. It's like apparently they wear it on March 14th. They wear it on one like the Independence Day or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then he wears it by accident for the exam. Mm-hmm. Then he fails the exam. Then he tells his dad, who's like right wing, that he failed the exam because the teacher didn't like the nationality pin. But the teacher's like a liberal. And then it becomes a whole like argument. So, cultural so it's a, yeah, cultural war inside the yeah. inside the lighthearted uh, theme the, of it. Yeah, but the film is empathetic towards bo- both sides because like the dad, you see that like, he was affected by like communism so he drifted towards like yeah he, he got extremely against yeah, yeah. communism you still feel sorry for him because you hear how that like, communism affected his family but the, at the same time the, the the film I think is clearly like more liberal than like right wing but because the history teacher is more like sympathetically shown I guess I don't know right he's like a liberal and he thinks he's just against like the Hungarian like the I don't know if I it, like pro like, like super pro Hungarian nationalism yeah, pr- yeah. pro quotation marks Hungarian yeah. interests yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so we see this char- character development of the of the dad or like who's the who's the main character in this? All all three of them, they all change. But the ending, the message of the film is basically the kids shouldn't be like restricted by the politics of their like people before them. Yeah, that might be tougher to do in uh, in Hungary with the school system. Uh, no, I have the school in... system. I have no context about Eastern European politics beyond the film. Um well, I mean, you got a good good message from it. Yeah, the, the the dictatorship that's happening right now is uh, influencing all parts of all parts of lives of uh, of of Hungarians that uh, that were yeah that were born in Hungary and have to stay inside the school system until they can until they can uh, voluntarily voluntarily leave. So it's uh, it's only it's only because of the European Union that they haven't been yet uh, kicked out because of the because of the stunts that they are uh, they are pulling. But uh, somehow the the elections were not proven to be to be manipulated even with uh, independent investigators so i guess either there's a good someone paid off the investigators or someone yeah. <laughs> uh, someone has a very convincing uh, campaign strategy although i think the film is very spe- like specifically hungarian in like its politics but it's like this cultural outrage thing i think is universal at this point 
Right. We we, yeah. we probably have this uh, similar kind of uh, kind of film that it's a tradition that uh, every family watches it in Czechia and Slovakia. Mm-hmm. It was made in the times of uh, Czechoslovakia at Christmas. Every every family uh, watches a film called Pelišky, which is uh, absolutely impossible to translate. But it basically is the same kind of like a comedy drama thing where there are clashes between uh, more pro socialism. Is it this one? It's called Cozy Dems. Yes, yes, that is that is correct. It's called Cozy Dems. And yeah, so they so they are very bitter about their stances on uh, on uh, on socialism and there's a lot of jokes back and forth about the people that uh, collaborate with the regime, went against the regime, are still insanely patriotic. Uh yeah, so it's like a lot of it is in, embedded in the uh, in that whole social structure of of socialism and then in the end the uh, Russians invade invade us and uh, the lives of all of those families are are destroyed, but uh, I don't know, see for yourselves. All right. So another film recommendation, Cozy Dance in English. And the next film I watched was a Romanian film. It's called Do Not Expect Too Much from the End of the World. And it's, uh, it's, 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 like, it's basically saying the world's already ended, but very slowly. <laughs> As in like the work a day, like everyone's working and capitalism and stuff. It's very cynical. Cynical also. about capitalism? About just the working culture. And yeah, they do like, make comparisons about how nothing's changed from communism to capitalism. But like, for mm-hmm. under Soviet rule and how it's still the work. Yeah, is, like, so, so the hypocrisy on our rhetoric yeah. that we're way beyond past the times of socialism and wow. yet uh, yet uh, capitalism is creating the same kind of uh, what unfairness inequalities yeah but it's also a very fun film it's like Andrew Tate parodies in it oh because yeah. it's Romanian I forget like he escaped in Romania in it yeah, yeah. That's he, where he, lived. he was born yeah. in Romania and he was also arrested there yeah. so there's like an Andrew Tate parody in the film and it's just quite it's quite fast it's fun it's a good film yeah and then uh, then I watched an American film called Fremont, which is set in Fremont, California. What is the Fremont in California? It's just a place in California where a bunch of Afghanistani refugees live who are, who are fleeing from the Taliban. Oh. And they search with them. But the film's like a comedy. It's like a, it's just like a one lay woman's life and she's lonely and it's quite so a sweet film. <laughs> is that is that also about like real life? Is that a real place? That uh, the people go to to escape Taliban, no, or was no, it just an artificial? They go no, they go. Uh, it's a real place, but I think the government locates them there. It's just like oh, ah, okay. There. And then the final film I watched, the recent film I watched, I still got some more coming up. It's called Green Border, which is about a Polish also refugee crisis, and it's far more darker film. And it's about the border between Belarus and uh, and Poland, which is like. They explain the political situation in the film, but I feel like you'll have more understanding about it. Well, from what I also read uh, on the description of the film, I personally haven't watched it yet, but I assume it's about the the stunt that uh, Lukashenko pulled by rounding up uh, refugees and trying to send them to to Poland, but uh, Poland didn't wish to accept them, and it was a gigantic standoff with uh, with the refugees stuck in the middle with no country to go to, and uh, a lot of uh, heartbreaking stories... uh, being created all for uh, a political gain that really didn't gain anything. It just made more animosity between uh, Belarus and Russia by association, and versus the versus the European Union. So the immigration policies of EU countries and the willingness to pull stunts like this from those authoritarian states is uh, came into play there. It's a very. Uh, it's also a very empathetic film. You see, like the situation from like four point of views, including the migrants, and then one of the border guards, and then like an activist who gets like motivated to help the migrants and. 
it's, it's really it's really good and it's, it's also banned in Poland I can I can I can imagine that they're not particularly yeah. proud of how the how the situation uh, developed and yeah. it's also good that it, it's a confrontation it's confronting us with the fact that even though we're in a country in the EU uh, yeah many people don't have that privilege and well you may think that it's uh, it's sad that the situation happened for these people you still need to be confronted mm-hmm. with it too to uh, appreciate how uh, how privileged you may be if you were born and raised and still live yeah. in in the EU because not everyone has the same same rights. Yeah. Interesting film. Mm-hmm. It was. It was really good. It's also quite... It's an exciting film. I wouldn't say it's like a fun film to watch because obviously it's loads of brutality but it's like a, it works as a thriller it's, as well. It's fun, it's fun in its own ways. If you're a yes. film fan then it's fun for that reason and uh, I don't know if you're a politics fan then maybe it's fun for those reasons. If you say that fun is these kinds of sad emotions then yeah. that's a thing too. Hey everyone and welcome to the Global Inn, a show for those of you that have your eyes and ears set on what's happening abroad. Together, we will dive into the what's, why's and how's of international affairs. You can listen to our show on Saturdays at 2pm here on K103, or you can find us on Mixcloud and Spotify at The Global Inn. This is next up, Gothenburg. Our final words about the Gothenburg Film Festival. Would you recommend it to our listeners? Of course, it's like an opportunity to see films that you wouldn't usually get to see in a normal cinema, like um, like Chinese films or like Hungarian films. There are cinemas all across the city, and for uh, significantly better pl- prices than you would get in your regular uh, cinema that you would go to. Student prices are always the way to go, and yeah, yeah, man, have fun. Yeah, so that's why Gothenburg's great. You got sport events, sporting events. You got like cultural events you got art everything but yeah so where's your next stop gonna be you've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by k103 gothenburg student radio you'll find all our shows at k103.se follow us on facebook or instagram stay tuned